a quick refresher on the Oklahoma State Cowboy basketball team as we inch closer to tip off of the 2021-2022 season. Mike Gundy spoke with the media regarding the bye week plans, plus a clip from the Big 12 crossover episode asking, is Texas better off having not hired Urban Meyer? All on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page, Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. So I said at the beginning of the show, in in kind of the cold open, we're going to do a quick refresher on the Oklahoma State Cowboy basketball team. Practice is underway, meaning the season is right around the corner. And it's been so long that I've been like this jacked up and ready for basketball season. Mike Boynton has really brought that kind of energy back to me. I I always get excited about basketball season. I get excited about every Oklahoma State sport season. But Mike Boynton has really rejuvenated my excitement and my love for Oklahoma State basketball. I grew up going to games. I remember going with my cousin and uh, Daniel Bobick was on the team and his name was my absolute favorite to say as if I were the one commentating the game. I won't reenact it for you guys, but you can guarantee it's a special treat. So we're just going to kind of go over what the Oklahoma State basketball team looks like, what we're kind of seeing headed into what will be, I believe, a fantastic season. First of all, as we know, Cade Cunningham is long gone on his way to becoming a household name in the NBA. He is playing for the Detroit Pistons. He seems to be adjusting very well to NBA and the high-poweredness that goes on in the NBA. So good for him. But we are going to talk about some of the key returners. Isaac Likely returns for another season. He's been, I think, a very important part of, in particular, the locker room excuse me, the locker room the last several years, there's been, you know, quite a bit of chaos in Oklahoma State basketball um, the last several years. And we're finally starting to get some consistency with Mike Boynton and, and some regular people returning to the locker room. So I'm excited for him to finally have a season where it feels like everything is together. Hopefully he can maintain his health all season and and everything goes well for him but he's been such a rock solid part of the locker room I'm excited for him to have another season with Mike Boynton as the head coach with some returning names alongside him Avery Anderson finished last year an absolute terror on the court he was a fantastic player closing out the year for the Oklahoma State Cowboys and I think he brings that same energy this year obviously he kind of went out to see um what how the water was. The NBA waters uh, tested those out, decided he was going to come back to Oklahoma State. I'm extremely happy he did, both for 
the Cowboy basketball program, but also I think it'll help him develop a little bit more before he moves on to the next uh, stage in his career. Matthew Alexander Moncrief also returns. The Boone Twins. These are all guys that started the year good basketball players and finished the year playing really, really good basketball. And that's in part to what Mike Boynton is able to do in season and through practices. I think he's shown that he can be a really good coach. We knew he was a fantastic recruiter. He's done a great job on that end of the spectrum. And now we're kind of seeing his uh, love for defense and the things that he's doing for our basketball team to really amp them up. So I'm very excited for the returners. We also have four transfers this year, two five stars in Bryce Thompson and Musa Sisi joining uh, the Cowboys this season, and also Tyreek Smith and Woody Newton. All four transfers are sophomores. This team won't have a single freshman on it, which I don't know. Because we're still bringing in new faces, I don't think I don't think that's much different than bringing in a freshman. Now, obviously, Bryce and Musa have had some time to bulk up in a college system, and, and they know the speed at which everything works. And uh, same with Tyreek and Woody, and, and they know how everything works. So I just don't think it's the exact same as, as bringing in freshmen, but it's certainly new faces coming into a new regime trying to figure everything out. So I'm excited to see what those four bring to the Cowboys this year. New assistant coaches are getting along really well. Mike Boynton has said fantastic things about them. Even with the heightened expectations, you know, the past couple of coaching uh, rooms didn't have these huge high bars to set. The bar was very low. We're clearing a very small expectation, and that expectation was raised greatly after last season, and they're all handling that pressure very well. Mike Boynton has said, uh, as far as he knows, to the best of his knowledge, a 100% of the Cowboy basketball team is vaccinated. That should help uh, in the season. You know, those games, we get two games a week. It's it's a very busy schedule during basketball season. And so to ensure that nobody's going to have to miss time for COVID, I mean, to do the most that we could in order to keep everybody on the court for the entire season. They've done that really well. Isaac Likely is working on his mental game after last season. He believed he took a step back last season mentally. I talked about at the beginning of this segment how important I think he is to the locker room. So for him to be putting even more emphasis on that part of his game is, I think, great news. It shows fantastic self-awareness. And it's going to be good for these other uh, guys in the locker room to see somebody working on that part of their game. So I'm very excited about the team that Mike Boynton has put together. I found today uh, some Big 12 preseason rankings. I think it was on fan-sided. It was really the only thing I could find that had any concise Big 12 preseason rankings. Oklahoma State was ranked fourth behind KU, Texas, and Baylor. Behind us and in order, West Virginia, Texas Tech, TCU, OU, K-State, and Iowa State. But we all know how the Big 12 basketball season is. It gets muddy, and it gets muddy fast because we all play each other twice, plus we're playing uh, outside of conference. So it can become a jumbled up mess very quickly if you are not on the top or unfortunately on the bottom. Obviously, we're not shooting to be on the bottom, but... That middle of the Big 12 conference, much like it is right now for football, can get extremely messy. I do think Oklahoma State has a chance to be the best in the Big 12. 
Six weeks until non-conference kicks off, Cowboys are practicing in Oklahoma City and Tulsa during the offseason to get a bit of a traveling show going. And Mike Boynton has announced he's moved the student section closer to the court in Gallagher-Iba Arena. Now, the student section, if you've been to a game in Gallagher-Iba, you know how close it is to the court. And now they're just going to be even closer, literally right behind the players. I think it was a fantastic move by Oklahoma State. I'm looking very forward to what Boynton and his Cowboys bring to Big 12 basketball this season. Mike Boynton has been such an absolute treat to the Cowboy family thus far, and I imagine this upcoming season he really just cements himself a place in Stillwater even further than he already has. Up next, Mike Gundy met with the media and talked Oklahoma State by week But first, one of the sponsors of today's show, Sweatblock. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. There is a dry shirt guarantee. Even though it's starting to cool down, I know you think October, you think cold weather, it's fall. Well, it's still like 90 degrees here during the day. Sweatblock is doctor-created and doctor-recommended, plus it works for up to seven days with one use. Wear what you want to wear with confidence and get 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. Use LOCKEDON on sweatblock.com for a 20% discount. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So Mike Gundy met with media uh, yesterday afternoon to talk about kind of what the bye week holds for them. He spoke specifically about cleaning up the offense, mentioning the run game yards per attempt being at 4.2 and the turnover game coming out of Baylor, coming out of the Baylor matchup with a win after giving away three turnovers and creating zero organic turnovers, meaning we did get some stops on fourth down resulting in us getting the ball, but we didn't have a fumble recovery or an interception. So still on a stat sheet, no turnovers. We have to be on the positive side of turnovers to give ourselves the best chance to win, especially heading into this stretch of the season, particularly against Texas, who has such a high powered offense. It's going to be crucial to not have our offense make those turnovers and have our defense create some for us. Uh, He spoke about the advantage of having extra days before the matchup against Texas, getting to watch them against OU. So we have this full week to kind of rest and heal and watch game and talk about what needs to be fixed. But having those extra days to rest will be, I think, crucial heading into what's going to be the toughest part of the season. I talked about it a little bit yesterday with um, the other Big 12 host, but it's certainly a good time for our our bye week to happen. We couldn't have lucked out. It's a perfect way that we're heading into to the bye week at five and zero. We're coming out well rested, hopefully healthier. So he is right about that. That matchup against Texas is definitely less terrifying because we have an extra week of game prep and rest and uh, maintaining what we need to do going forward. He spoke about Jalen Warren's workload. Can he keep it up? Hopefully we get Des Jackson back and Dominique Richardson continues to improve. Uh, He did say that Jalen Warren would run the ball 40 times a game if that's what they asked him to do. That's the kind of player he is. That's the kind of dog he is as a running back. So he's doing what's asked of him. But ideally, Mike Gundy has 
said over and over again that really the max that he wants to give his running back touches is 25. Jalen Warren's been over that already this season. And until we get uh, some depth back in the running back room, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jalen Warren continue to carry this team kind of on his back when it comes to the rushing attack. But he's doing a great job of it. It's just not sustainable. You can't push 40 carries a week this many like this many football games in a row. So hopefully we can get some depth back in the running back room. Dominic Richardson continues to get better uh, day in and day out, and, and Jalen Warren won't have to carry the ball almost 40 times a game. Even though he's done a fantastic job with him with it, it's just not something that a body should have to go through. He spoke to Texas's front seven. At, is it Texas's? Texas's front seven and how it'll be our defense's biggest challenge to date, and it will be. Baylor has a pretty good front seven, but it's nothing compared to Texas. You know, they, they're blocking for the phenomenal Bijan Robinson. So shutting that part of their game down is going to be crucial come two weeks from now. But um, we'll have to see kind of how they play against OU this weekend. It sounds like Gundy and the boys have a solid plan in place this week. They honed in on what needed to be fixed. They're resting who needs resting and really just kind of taking everything in. I think they're probably also doing some deep breathing. We're 5-0. and We're exactly where we want to be. We're exactly where we need to be heading out of the bye week. So I'm sure they'll watch the OU Texas game this weekend, as well as the other two Big 12 games to kind of see where else the competition lies uh, as the season continues. But we've said it before. I, I think it bears repeating that it was just truly the perfect time for a bye week for our boys this weekend. Next up, the Texas Longhorns. Are they better off not having hired Urban Meyer? But first, there's nothing I dislike more than when I go to get a part for my car or my oil changed and some burly dude starts talking down to me. And I'm all for friendly neighborhood help. If I ask you a question, I want you to answer me. But the car people can be so condescending, especially since I'm looking back at them with blank eyes. But why go through all of that when you have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket? Let them know Locked On sent you and save time and money while using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving DIYers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Again, make sure to let them know Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Like every sport is going right now. It's football season. It's postseason baseball. It's basketball season soon. I think boxing's happening. I don't really watch boxing. But you can bet on all of that and get all the updated odds, props, and contests at betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus. If football isn't your taste, you can even look for your favorite Vegas casino games. I mean, they have it all on betonline.ag, so do not wait. Be sure to use promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for your welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. So when I got together with uh, Josh and John and Steven the other night, we couldn't not talk the Urban Meyer scandal, especially considering 
he was uh, on a short list of coaches that might take over the uh, Texas Longhorns coaching gig. So we just kind of dived into, did Texas make the right decision by not hiring Urban Meyer? I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler. I believe they did. I don't think Urban Meyer is a very good person, but we get into that in this clip. So here's that. The one story that we have to talk about, and I wanted to do this because I wanted to get everybody's thoughts, but uh, it's this, this right here. Look at this beautiful shot that we got. Look at this. this yeah, is visual representation. Visual oh. representation. Uh, because the guy on the right is also the guy on the left, and the guy <laughs> on the left and the guy on the right almost coached at Texas. So um, that's happening. And look, I know Urban Meyer is a really good football coach. He is. But – the problem is that he has had problems now, and I'm not sure about Utah. I'm not sure there was anything wrong, but he has had really like crippling issues at the last three places that we go. And I, I know stories vary about Florida, but the more and more we learn about Urban's time at Florida, it was really not a uh, well-run program from the standpoint of like, you know, player management, player health, uh, things of that nature. Obviously we know the story at Ohio state and now we have the story here um, with the Jaguars and what's happening. And it's a complete debacle. It's a complete mess with what's happening there. So, Stephen, I'll go to you first. Did Texas dodge a bullet by not hiring Urban Meyer? Wow. Yeah, I like this angle. Um, I mean, as much as I hate to judge someone for however they try to cope with coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously that was not a good look over the weekend. Uh, and then, you know, it's also the thing with urban too, is like the, the explanation or excuse of just having a casual dinner with your grandkids and these ladies are so overcome that they have to force you onto the dance floor. It's like so lame and just dumb. So, uh, yeah, they probably did to be honest. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, aside from the team kind of falling flat in their face at Arkansas has been uh, great. He's, he's rolling along. Like there's been no PR snafus. Um, and for a, a organization like the university of Texas and that football program that hasn't been able to get out of its own way for a while. Uh, it was probably good that they didn't end up with urban Meyer there. That's, that's something that I hadn't considered, but yeah, you're right. I, I do think that was a, a good win for, for Texas football. Linda, you follow pro football pretty closely. Do you agree with Steven's assessment that, like, what a lame excuse, like a room full of grown men. And we look, we know that there are a lot of football players who like to live a certain lifestyle, you know, as a pro athlete. It, could you imagine one the NFL players, and, and, and I believe the report was that he apologized, not as a whole, but he went by position group to apologize. Like, the reactions that those guys must have gave, it's like, dude, save it we were not born yesterday it's so lame what are your thoughts on on kind of how he handled it like that yeah i that's like how my seven-year-old apologizes she like kind of (laughs) dances around it just own it there's a video we saw it happen say i did a thing i screwed up uh i mean i didn't hurt any of you guys' feelings i have to talk to my wife after this but like ultimately (laughs) all he had to do was be like i screwed up And we're going to, like, I'm owning it, but we're going to move on. we got a football game to play. Like, now it's just in the air there. I am, 
this weekend should be an absolute treat. I'm very looking forward to it. Who are they playing this weekend, by the way? Uh, are they, they going to be 0 5? They probably will be 0 5. I think they're playing Tennessee. Uh, they'll be on, they're going to be 0 5 then. Oh, Tennessee can make <laughs> They can That's do some the weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's weird stuff. John, as as a Sooners guy, would you ra- – because we know how good of a college ball coach Urban Meyer is. Would you rather them have Urban Meyer or would you rather them have Sark? Well, if I'm just speaking from purely I – mean, I don't know, man. Just the whole thing with Urban for years has really bothered me. I feel like a lot of what happened down at Florida got covered up by the Tim Tebow effect. Like Urban Meyer's lack of integrity has followed him for almost a decade, it seems, or more than a decade. And a lot of that stuff at Florida, which is kind of glossed over because, you know, whether it was the personalities that they had, you know, like you had a guy that ended up one day committing murder. Right. Like it, you're, you're not developing men at that program if that's one of your issues. You know, and they've got several other guys on that team. I'm not going to compare them to the guy I just mentioned, but that were just not good dudes. And you got to have, I mean, in, in, in every football program, you got to have guys that are just nasty for sure. But just the way Urban Meyer runs his programs, it just doesn't it doesn't scream high integrity. And so I've just never been a big fan of the guy. I feel like everywhere he goes, he just leaves a dark cloud, whether it's now I have heart problems, so I got to step away. Or right. now I've got, you know. Memory ish- loss. Yeah, like it's and and then and then magically some some investigation starts occurring at the program he just stepped away from. And you're like, come on, man, this is not a coincidence. And I get like there's a there is a stress and a strain that that is on college football coaches, whether you're a position coach or coordinator or head coach, it doesn't matter. Like you're still under a a, a great deal amount of stress, but you're not seeing this ha- you know, like these health issues across the country like they are with urban meyer who looks to be a physically fit guy right like right. i'm no you know i'm a nurse that's my day job i can see urban meyer he doesn't look like he's going to be a guy unless he's got some congenital stuff going on that we don't know about he's not somebody that's struggling with obesity he's probably watching what he eats fairly well but for him to have consistent health issues at the same time that he's got these investigations pop up, it just, I don't know. It just screams lack of integrity. Well, I, mean, I think for the, I think for college football, for big 12 football in particular, Sark was by far a better hire. Yes. He had his issue back at USC. It's a decade ago. You haven't heard anything out of him for a while and they're having some success and he's, he's brought a bit of a spark to the program. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's actually what I wanted to bring up is like th- with Sark, there appears to be some real personal growth, right? Like there actually appears to be, at least publicly, there is personal growth. The problem is publicly for Urban Meyer, he appears to be the same person that he's always been. That is like the big key is like he has not changed. And look, while he is a wildly successful college football coach, this act that he tried to bring to the NFL – it's not worked. And it didn't work from day one. We all remember when he tried to I be, mean, people are forgetting this. Remember when he tried to hire Chris Doyle, who I literally yeah. his first name, Chris Doyle or Smith, whatever his name was strength. The coach at Iowa who was chased out because of, you know, apparently racist remarks that he had made. And he tries to hire him. And a, a day later, the guy has to resign. 
Because like these are grown men. These are like th- that he's gonna, th- the guys gonna be coaching. You can't hurl insults at these dudes. They make more money. All of them probably make more money than the strength and conditioning coach of an NFL team. Like you, like they're not gonna, they're not gonna take any of that. Let alone like him being in the building. You know, not even having said anything, they won't take that. So for me, it's just this attitude that he feels like he can skate by with everything, like the excuses that he made. Like this act that just happened, like the video that we saw, like the explanation of, of, of him hiring the strength conditioning coach, like him having the quarterback competition between Trevor Lawrence and uh, Gardner Minshew, like it was an open competition. Like this crap does not work in the NFL. And maybe for him, things would get better if he went back to college. But I, I mean, I saw a poll that Brett McMurphy did for Action Network, and it said 73% of athletic directors would not hire uh, him right now to be their head coach. Now, I don't know if I believe that necessarily, um, but I just thought that was something interesting. Stephen, any closing thoughts on on Urban? No, I'm glad you brought up the McMurphy thing because I saw that today too. Um, I think there is a significant number that would have a hard and fast no. I also feel like that's a really convenient and easy thing to say. Yes. Like when he's not available and he's in the midst of a scandal like this. Um, so I, I, I do believe Brett, though. Like, I do think there are a lot of athletic directors that would say no. It's kind of like, I mean, I'm not comparing these two guys because they have vastly different track records. But I know there are a lot of people in the market I used to work in that were convinced that Art Bryles was going to get another chance. And it's like, I mean, one, there's a lot of terrible things that happened under his watch, obviously. But two, like, I don't feel like people realize, like, the coaching world moves fast. I mean – just because you were a smart, innovative guy seven, eight years ago, like that doesn't mean that's going to work right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't even be the first thing that you talk about when you're bringing those two men up. There's a lot of other things that you have to get through before you get to that aspect of it. But I mean, Urban, yeah, he was wildly successful. And the Ohio State reign was not that long ago. I do think there would be uh, programs that take a chance on him. But I also feel like there's a lot that would just say, no, we don't want to deal with all the. And we don't like we don't honestly have the resources and the you know things within our institution to deal with the PR backlash we would get if we hired him. Linda, anything else uh, as we wrap up on Urban? No, I had block, blocked out that uh, Trevor Lawrence Gardner Minshew battle though, so now I'm like re mad <laughs> about that, and it was several months ago. So what what, what a race it was! Life. What a race it was, <laughs> John. Yeah, I just want to piggyback off what Steven said. Like, what program is going to feel comfortable with the potential longevity of Urban Meyer as their head coach? Like, you're going to sign a guy to a five to 10 year head coaching deal, and maybe three, four years into it, he's like, ah, I'm good. Why did an NFL team trust the long? Like, I have never, I wasn't on board when it happened. I have been very vocally off board for a very long time and concerned about what it means for every rookie that they drafted this year. I mean, I think it ends up uh, an entire new coaching staff next year. If he makes uh, it that long. I can't believe the Jaguars missed Doug Marone. I mean, Doug Marone's like a, a decent coach, but like things were clearly not going well there at the end. Uh, and th- they probably yearn for the days of Doug Marone. Thanks for making locked on pokes. Your first listen every day, make sure to check back in tomorrow for another orange Friday. Make your second listen locked on big 12 
Get all of your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors, free and available on all platforms. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Talk. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!